Hello, everybody, and welcome into the From the 50 Midweek Show presented by Book It Sports. I am your host, Zach Sook. We got Nick Tally on the ones and twos. We got Nick Yall out in Reno. How's everybody nope. doing? TJ Weber, no uh, big web. Uh, I'm in Nick, St. Louis, you, you're in St. Louis. Well, I'm, I'm not in St. Louis. St. Louis, so that's why I did not know that. I'm in Bloomington. Nick is in the greater St. Louis area. Can't, both, can't you see my janky mic here and the, the brick wall? Yeah, I didn't know what was going on. And to be honest, the with the uh, with all of the different features, I kind of forgot we're not doing through Zoom today. I thought that you had thrown that up to maybe uh, put like an artificial background. But no, that's oh, actually true. your house. Br- straight brick wall background, huh? Yep, just right here instead of my bedroom. Nice. Love to see it. Do you get good heat in there, or what's the insulation situation like with the brick with the brick walls it's, in the room? It's wallpaper. Ah, okay. See, I knew it looked. I knew it didn't look like real bricks. <laughs> I don't know. You thought it was. Thought it might be. So, how are you guys doing? Are you guys um all off for the holidays? Do you got a whole lot of work left, Nick? Uh not too bad. Just pretty much finished up for the day. Just grinding, getting these podcasts up and out, though. You know, I was gonna, I was gonna good. say, at your position at Book It, you probably don't really have. I mean, like PTO banks and all that. You're like, Trent, I'm not coming in today, dude. No, um, every, we gave everybody else the the last few days of the week off, so we're picking up all the slack. Ah, okay, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. So, so just making sure, making sure everybody can get on the app and access. We got a new update coming out tomorrow, so a lot of good, a lot of good stuff happening over at, at the book at HQ. Well, uh, yeah, I've, I've been seeing you guys post. Uh, it's really growing. I think it's really exciting what you guys are doing over there. Um, Tali, how about you, man? How's the work situation? Are you off for the rest of the year? How much vacation are you taking? It's taking no vacation. We get two weeks off. That's nice. That is the one of the big pluses for working for a school, whether that's so, the high school, elementary, or college. You get the academic calendar, right, for the most part? Unless you're D1. So D2, they have to give athletes this week off. So that's how come we get this whole week off, pretty much. At D1, though, they can still play like up to Christmas. You time. said you get two weeks, though. Yeah, because we get the week after through the new year. Oh, okay. Yeah, must be nice. I get Christmas Day and New Year's Day. So, but I'm taking some vacation. I stocked it up and uh, come back to visit the fam. You guys can see uh, I'm, in my, I'm in my old man's office here. He's got the PGA flags, the Detroit Red Wings stuff up here. And if you're if you're wondering why I'm wearing Lions shit, lost a bet to my mom uh, when the Packers played the Lions a couple weeks ago. I, I said they'd win by 10. They did not. So I told I told him I wear Lions shit on the show. So not happy about it. But here we are. <laughs> That that's a that's a tough bet. I think we're we're looking forward to the the football bet. We talked about it on the podcast last night, and uh, Zook, we are gonna have to do Christmas carols. You, me, and TJ, since we all lost the past three weeks collectively. But TJ was trying to bitch out of walking around his neighborhood and doing Christmas carols. So instead, we're gonna do it on the green screen in the studio for an hour on Facebook Live. So <laughs> for an hour. I think he yeah. said an hour, half an hour, maybe. I half don't know what it was. An hour seems steep. Like so, I, I know that TJ and I still broadcast games, and you're on shows left and right. But like, I don't know if my pipes can do just an hour of like. That Chris sounds more of a jingle bell rock. That sounds like more of a punishment for me and everyone that has to listen to it. Yeah. So so get the get the sheet music ready because <laughs> after Christmas is when you know we'll, we'll probably do it on Sunday. 
uh, after the show is when we're doing Christmas carols or, or whenever you're back, Zook, I guess we'll collectively have to <laughs> have to do it. When, when do you return? Are you coming? Are you going to be back for the show on Sunday or no? No, 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 no. Yeah, unfortunately, it's going to be after Christmas when I'm back. So I don't know if I need to virtually burst some pipes or do a punishment here <laughs> separately. I don't know what I got to do to settle, but uh, we'll, have to get, guess- we'll have to get her done. I'm down for whatever. It's just I'm not going to be there for a while. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We were no one skipping out on any punishments, not on this program. No, 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 sir. No, sir. Not at all. Uh, it's been it's been not very Christmassy in the Midwest so far this year. It's been very warm. We had gale force winds up here in Illinois. I don't know what it's like down in St. Louis, but uh, a lot of rain. It, you know, I've been hoping for a white Christmas. I don't think we're going to get it, but uh, I, I, I have gotten a nice little Christmas gift with the Packers who currently hold the one seed in the NFC boys. They got to win one of their next two games against the Titans and the bears to secure the NFC. So after week 15 in the NFL, what were your guys big takeaways from Sunday and Monday night, obviously with the big Bengals upset of the Steelers, the Steelers are in a bad, bad way right now. And I guess maybe that's where we can lead the show off because I think they were 11 and 0. are they now uh, uh, 11 and three? I believe they've lost three in a row. And one of those was to the uh, the, the Bengals team. recently, and then the football team. So they are they have really struggled. What do you guys think they need to do to get back on track? Yeah, it's, I mean those injuries on defense, mainly the uh, that was the bread and butter of the Pittsburgh Steelers team was their was their defense, their defensive line being able to get to the quarterback and pressure them, and, and they really haven't gotten to do that much the past few games. Defense been out in the field a little bit more because the offense has been stalling and uh, really haven't seen too much from, from the wide receiver core. The Steelers, that was been so impactful this past, you know, to start the season at least. Uh, no Chase Clay, Chase Claypool has been pretty much non-existent. Juju Smith-Schuster is too busy worrying about TikToks, and he is about catching footballs. And so Bengals – Deontay Johnson's got a case of the dropsies. Yeah, Deontay Johnson's got the yips, so – the Bengals really went in there and took advantage of a of a of a banged up Steelers with a team and, quarterback with a backup quarterback and and uh, stole one away from them. I mean, the Bills one is okay. You can kind of understand Washington football team. They got the number two Good pick. Defense, weird Chase game. Young, it was yeah, like Tuesday like, or Wednesday. I actually was willing to forgive that one, but yeah, this one's bad. But this, but this one's bad. And I think Mike Tomlin knows that, and 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 I would be be surprised if. Uh, if the Steelers want a playoff game at all. I think they'll get bounced in the first round. Doesn't matter who they play. At this point, take any team in the NFL up against the up against the uh, Steelers and they got a shot at beating them. It's just it's not good and it really stems on the stems around those injuries on the defensive side of the ball that are really hurting them. Yeah they also they need ahead, to get Nick. that they need to get that offensive line improved ASAP because they have to be able to run the ball. And Big Ben he's he can't throw it 50 times. His elbow's not there, so they need to run it so that he can throw it less. And also, he's not standing in there like he normally does and like wanting to take that hit. He is every time just fast. getting rid of it, yeah. getting rid of it. So Juju and Claypool don't have time to get downfield or anything. Yeah. And the defenses have adjusted to that. They're all just, we'll stop the short pass, dare you to beat us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it's a bad situation. This, this, one, this recent loss has changed the way I've thought about them. I kind of defended them on the pod when we were talking, you know, we were talking bills and we were talking chiefs as the, as the primary contenders in the AFC. And I said, you know, don't let's not forget about the Titans and the Steelers still two really good football teams, but I'm with you guys. My view of the Steelers has totally shifted. 
I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. Like you said, Nick, uh, I don't think that they can win a playoff game. I'm looking around at all the all the teams that are going to get in. They're obviously going to hold on to win the North, you would think. But uh, the team they're going to play in the wild card, whether that be the Dolphins, whether that be the Browns, the Ravens, or who's the other team fighting for that spot, Tali Dio? You have the Titans and Colts too. They're not going to be. Yeah, the Colts are. Yeah, Colts are fighting for that wild card and fighting with the Titans for the division still too. And yeah, I don't. I don't think they can beat any of those teams, even on home field right now. It'll be really interesting to see because they actually match up with the Colts this coming Sunday, right, or Saturday night. Um, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how. how they play out these next two weeks. Does it get worse or do they get better to maybe sway your opinion to where, well, had a little skid there, but now they're starting to figure it out to be interesting in the playoffs. Because I think right now, if if you said the playoffs were this week and let's say they're hosting the Cleveland Browns, I think they'd be home dogs in that game, uh, even with the better record and, you know, with all they've done in the regular season. So it's, it's a crazy situation there in Pittsburgh after starting out, it, the illustrious Pittsburgh Steelers had never started 11 and 0. The best start in franchise history, and it's kind of been a mirage. It, it looks like so. Another team that uh, on Sunday I've shifted my view towards them is the Los Angeles Rams, and I'm interested to hear your guys' take after losing to the Jets. Do you guys cl- classify that as kind of a a bad game, or do you think there's smoke to the fire? No, I mean, I, I don't see that game as being too much of an indication of what this Rams team is. It's more of a more of a fluke than anything. I think the, this is the hottest team in football and just goes to show you what 2020 type of season this has been, that the New York Jets, the winless New York Jets, go out there and beat the Los Angeles Rams uh, on, the on, the, on the road. On the road, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, on the road in SoFi. And so Sean McVay, certainly not too pleased with this team after that one. But again, it just comes down to um, can, what can they do come playoff time? And I think the the Jets exposed some of the weaknesses that the Rams have 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 shown at points during the season. And really, it's going to be a test this week against Seattle uh, for both those teams. Who's going to come out of that division as kind of the the top dog? Whether d- 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 regardless of who wins that division, both those teams are are there in the playoff hunt. And I think this game is really going to be an indicative of what we're going to see against uh, in the playoffs, because I think maybe the Rams were looking past the Jets and already on to Seattle before they even took care of business in the football game. And that tends to happen, especially late in the season, tired bodies. And, you know, you get it's not even, I wouldn't even call it a trap game. It was at home against the Jets. They, I think they just kind of had chalked it up as a W, but uh, the Jets go out there and win one. And, and probably. Oh, <laughs> there he goes. Did we but, lose uh, Nick? Yeah, Tyler. So. What, Tyler, what do you think? Because I, I, I know that uh, I, I know that the uh, Rams are like Nick Yale likes the Rams, and I know TJ is pretty big on the Rams right now as contenders in the NFC. And I know you and I were a little bit more lukewarm to them. Did it change your feelings at all towards them after watching that game on Sunday? Not really. I think it was purely a motivation issue where they were like, "Oh, we're they were double, roll their helmets we're out, double figure." favorites it's the jets whatever the jets are hungry they've been trying to win all year they've had a lot of really close games they last three or four weeks they have played a lot harder so you have a team that's those players don't want to go oh and 16 they don't want to be part of that they're fighting for a job for next year i think they were they just wanted it more do you know what would be probably would i don't maybe i'll have to lock it i don't know what the spread is though you gotta love the browns this weekend right 
because the Jets players now can exhale a little bit. Yeah. Not going to go 0 and 16. It's at nine and a half right now. We're playing really well. So, yeah, I don't like more than a touchdown spreads. And, I mean, shout out to TJ locking up the minus 13 Ravens, and they absolutely rolled for him. I mean, to good be fair, him. I would have been in support of that had I known that they that the Jags weren't going to have a punter. I didn't see that news story break oh, until I, yeah. after the game had started. I, I didn't watch a single snap of that game. I was driving, and we had a basketball game that day, so I still didn't even know that news. So that's yeah, that's, that's that interesting. I kind of want to go back on costly. watch the old YouTube condensed game and see how that went. <laughs> yeah. uh, interesting. So one of the bigger one of the bigger storylines to emerge from Sunday beyond the results of the games was the Washington football team in the news again. Uh, they had the whole Dwayne Haskins situation, but they also had I don't know if you guys saw this. A report of Dan Snyder and uh, the Washington football team settling over a million dollars in uh, a confidential settlement between a female employee who had accused Snyder of sexual harassment. And I do not believe that is the first woman to come forward and do so. So I feel like the Haskins, the Haskins company man, he is kind of taking the spotlight off of Snyder and just the, the uh, abysmal ownership in Washington, D.C. I don't know what you guys want to comment on first, the Haskins situation or the Snyder situation. At what point does, because we all, we, we know it's a gentleman's club, that the NFL Owners League, and it's, you got to kind of be approved by the other 31 guys if you want to buy a team like uh, Tepper and the Panthers. So I, at what point do they push, try to push Snyder out or force him to sell? I know it's, it's, it's a lot harder in legalese to make him do something like that because you'd almost need like a smoking gun Donald Sterling thing to force him to sell the team. But I, I, I think it's getting to the point where uh, he's he is vastly hurting the income and the image of the league and one of the league's proudest franchises. Yeah, I think it's uh, one of, one of those situations where there's not too much good that you're going to, you're going to get out of this. It, it was, and it was a story that was kind of swept on the rug with, with everything else that's been going on uh, COVID related and, and, you know, late in the season and then the Haskins story coming out today. But yeah, th- there have been rumors that, that Washington was on the, was on the radar for St. Louis as, as being a, a relocation candidate um, moving out of Washington. But if the if the team was sold to a to a different ownership group, especially the the minority ownership group that they want St. Louis to be the front runner of, um, I think it'd be the first black would it be the first black owned team in the league? Are there any other black owners in the NFL right now? And so that was, I mean, of the We've rumors coming out of coming black out of GMs St. Louis and executives, but I don't think there's been a black owner. Yeah, I forget who the ownership group is here in St. Louis that is that is zeroing in on the on a NFL franchise, but that was that was in the talks um, for the NFL's image too. Like I said, this this isn't the oh, first yeah. time this happened with Dan Snyder this year. Previous to this year and the and the whole name change thing, there was um, the lawsuits of the of the woman coming forward with allegations against the organization. I don't know if they specifically named Dan Snyder as the culprit of that, but. He, yeah, he actually got off pretty good in that that big report that happened right around the time yeah. that they announced that they were going to drop that, the team name. That's uh, when they thought they were going to be potentially selling then was, was after all that stuff. And I think they brought in a new like 
I don't know if he yeah. was a G, he's, not, he's not a GM. He has it some was different like, like it was like some relations person. It, it was a I believe yeah. it was a woman that they had hired, and then they hired Ron Rivera, who's obviously a minority head coach, to help change the culture. And they were getting you know some good press and kind of cleaning it up. Like, they, yeah, they made like three or four like culture changes with their the president is. Uh, yeah, African that's what American it was. When didn't they have yeah. one of the main people named in the report was like the radio play-by-play guy was one of the main culprits listed as uh, harassing the the employees. So like Snyder wasn't really named in that one, but it's it's gotten to the point where like you are responsible for what goes on in your house, right? Like it's your roof. So whether or not you're a part of it or not, it's somewhat irrelevant at this point. Like as these keep stacking up, it's like, I don't really care. Uh, it's like, you just got to go dude. Like it's the uh, same, same, same thing as in any walk of life. Like it's, it's, it, it's not really a coincidence. The no. hard part of it, you mentioned it being like the old boys club is what does he know about Rob Kraft? Who's had his own issues with exactly. the a Jerry Jones probably has stuff at some point. You know, a lot of those owners probably do. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't mean to necessarily single out Dan, although I actually do. Cause I kind of <laughs> dislike Dan. I mean, he's by far the worst, but, but yeah, let's not pretend that he's the only owner that's gotten right. into so, some, uh, semi-legal, uh, trouble there. Uh, and you named, you named some pretty good ones there, Tolly. Uh, but regarding the Haskins situation, are they going to go back to Alex Smith now? Like, how's that going to work? Because Alex Smith's hurt, right? And then Kyle Allen's on IR. Have they signed anybody? Not that I'm aware no, of. No, I mean, I think they'll still play Haskins and just strip him of C. And then, you know, they kind of did do that. Kind of go that, that nice route. Nice words there. Do you really, do you really want him to be the, I mean, he's not, he's not going to be the guy. We, I think we know that moving forward. He's not, he's not going to be, if they're taking away the C of, of, from him now, then um, I don't think they have any intention of him being their quarterback next year. Uh, do you think they cut so, him? Yeah, I, I think would. They do. I, I think they. I think they probably cut him and just go in a different direction. Again, there's there's going to be quarterbacks available. It's going to be another that we've talked about it. This is going to be a year where there's some quarterback movement uh, in the league and, and some new guys that are going to be available at the draft. Even even beyond Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields at Ohio State there's still going to be some good quarterbacks coming out of this draft class where they can, can get a pick even as a, as a playoff team currently winning the division. Um, you know, even if their draft spots down, down a little bit, they're going to be a, a, a team that can acquire a quarterback that maybe isn't a franchise player, but um, is serviceable for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm done talking about the football team. I know Haskins wasn't number one, but is that a worse draft pick than Jamarcus Russell was for the Raiders? I don't know if it's that bad. Mm, I don't know. Just because it was number one. And Haskins was still, was he second, third quarterback off the board? Because I think the Giants took Jones ahead of Haskins, right? Yeah. So, but Haskins was, it was very obvious that the Redskins or the football team, it was drafting him. And that was like the only I, f- I felt like there was no other landing spot for him. Like it was just it felt very clear going into that draft. I remember that the football team was going to take him and I don't think anybody else was really going to jump up to get him ahead of them. That's because so, Dan Snyder was the only one that wanted him. Yes. Everyone else he, said no. 
They did not want him. And the reason, if I recall correctly, is because Haskins played high school football at the same high school as his son did. Mm-hmm. Right. So he had grown up seeing him in high school and then yeah. sees him, you know, performing at OSU. And he, yeah, there was no tournament. That was like full on Reinsdorf effect for anybody oh. that was baseball and the White Sox. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what you do. Like, I think being a, a fan of that franchise has got to be the most torturous thing because no matter what your franchise does, it's doomed to failure as long as that guy's there, in my opinion. So, like, uh, the the people that are that are a, a fan of that franchise, like at least like with the Lions or the Jags, like you at least have some hope that it's going to turn around because it isn't necessarily an ownership issue. It's just the franchise sucks. Like the, the, the the Washington issue is purely related to ownership. It's not really related to coaches or players or anything like that. It's, it's all from the top down. So uh, I, I just, I I just kind of shrug my shoulders at this point when I see stuff about that franchise, because I just don't know, uh, uh, what what they do? I don't know what anybody in the franchise can do as long as that guy's there. He is a complete plague. So um, another, we'll stay in the NFC least. Carson Wentz, uh, Tyler, you had mentioned it before the show. Mentioned he uh, did not want to be the backup of the team. I don't know how much of a story this is, but I do. Th- I thought it was interesting just from the perspective of he's not uh, more next year. Like he's, I think he's he's just gonna be the starter next year. I know we've talked about this ad nauseum and I was talking about this with my dad the other day too. And Jalen hurts has shown me a lot more than I thought. And I thought of a comparison in my head and don't, I'm not saying he's on the physical talent level of this guy, but he reminds me a lot of Deshaun Watson. And I think he could quarterback an NFL franchise. And I think you can win a super bowl with Jalen hurts, at least in Jalen hurts current state. I don't know about the longevity of him at the quarterback position. I don't know if he's going to be playing into his thirties. I think he's probably more of a short term option, like five years, but I do think that Jalen hurts has very similar makeup to, uh, to Deshaun Watson in the sense that the, the guys are just winners. Deshaun Watson, that's the whole reason I liked him coming out of college is the guy, it was just a, had a winning mindset and had, had that poise at the quarterback position and just was fearless. And I see a lot of those same things in Jalen Hurts and Jalen Hurts, I don't think has the arm talent, but he has those leadership skills and that off the field ability that we see with successful quarterbacks like Tom Brady, like Josh Allen for Buffalo, like Aaron Rodgers, like Jalen Hurts is a leader. He has won national, not one national championships, but won conference championships at two different schools. He's a national champion. He's been to the playoff with two different schools. And those two schools are Alabama and Oklahoma. Like the guy's pedigree is very, very high. So what I think that Philly's going to end up having to do is they have to play Wentz. There's no way that they can get out of that. I looked up some of the numbers uh, since we last talked about it and their options are you trade him and eat just a ton of dead cap money. And then he goes and be successful for somebody else. Cause that's exactly what's going to happen. The guy's got too much talent or you continue to ride it out with him uh, and just pay him the salary and try to build the team around him. Maybe you fire Doug, maybe you change something up in the front office, but I don't think there's really an option to get rid of him. So I think then you turn to, well, 
maybe we keep Jalen on the team next year, but we got to start looking at tra- trading Jalen Hurts. And I think that you you can get a pretty good return on your investment there. Uh, but I'm interested to see what do you guys think uh, about the Jalen Hurts situation? What do you think about Carson Wentz's comments? Do you guys disagree with my take at all? Like, I think eventually what's going to have to happen is what happened with Nick Foles. They're going to have to probably trade Hurts. Yeah, I think you're just going to have to. You have to commit to one or the other and just kind of ride with them. You can't just keep doing flip-flop back and forth kind of kind of situation. And sure, they drafted Hurts to maybe put some pressure on Wentz, but when in reality, like I said before, they shouldn't have been drafting quarterback and wide receiver help. They should have been drafting offensive line help, and they could have solved the problem initially. And so now you have a situation where it's, okay, you can bench Wentz for the rest of the season, even though he doesn't want that. Um, but the team hasn't been performing. He understands, okay, we're going to give Hurts a shot for the Eagles. It's a great move because they can – Yeah, go. well, I think Hurts has got to start the last two weeks. There's yeah, yeah, no yeah. No, he, he will. That. No, he will. And and that's the thing with, with you know, the Eagles is they're building up his trade value, if anything. If they still yes, want Wentz to be the next guy next year, why not just give Hurts the opportunity this year, build up his trade value. Maybe, you know, Wentz demands a trade, but I think it – is going to go into summer camp and and it's going to be open QB competition and whichever one loses will demand a trade and then you can flip them to another team. Now I don't know the timing of that. The only thing is is the the weird issue here because like if you trade him in the off season, you give uh, him the 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 whoever you trade the opportunity to go into camp and uh, as the starter and then you, whoever the other guy is, he goes into camp as that starter and so. Uh, I don't know from a from a secondary team's perspective that would be trading for Hertz or Wentz. Uh, do they want to? Do they definitely want them before camp? Probably. Uh, are the Eagles willing to do that? We don't know. But that big contract that Wentz has is kind of the the thing that's kind of holding everything up. So, like I said, they're going to commit to him next year as their starter, or they're going to uh, make Hertz the starter and figure out a way to trade him and, and eat that eat that money. But I mean, if you're in the Eagles' position, you got two quarterbacks and. If you're Eagles, it's a good situation to have. And I think if you're either one of those quarterbacks, maybe you're a little bit upset at at the situation. But uh, I think one of them is going to want to trade if they're not the starter. Neither of those guys wants to be a backup nor deserves to be a backup. Because right now, so far, what Jalen Hurts has shown us and what Carson Wentz has shown us in the past, those are both QB1 guys. And and if you're the Eagles and you try to keep both of them, you're just wasting wasting a guy on the Mm -hmm. bench that you could get some potential trade value for. Yeah, I, I just don't see a path for Hertz to start in Philadelphia at all, point blank period after this year. Uh, because if you make it an open quarterback competition and you want to make Hertz the starter again, like you just can't have that salary on the team to not play. It's just, it's not an effective way to win football games. So it doesn't really have anything to do, I think, with Jalen's talent, unfortunately. So, I, like, if I had to pull, place a bet, I would say Jalen is far more likely to get traded in this offseason or next than Carson Wentz is just because what team has the first of all has the financial flexibility to trade for Carson Wentz would be willing to give up assets in addition to taking on the exorbitant amount of salary for at least in your eyes it would have to be an unproven commodity because yeah Philadelphia's gotten some good years out of him but you you there's no guarantee you're getting that and you'd like to bring him into a good situation if you have a good situation and your roster already, chances are your cap's not, you don't have a ton of cap room. So I just don't think that there's a way for him to get out of Philadelphia. I don't think that there's a, a way for Philadelphia to pave the way for Jalen, even if they wanted Jalen to be the starter. So that's part of what made the draft pick so puzzling because 
you already signed him to the huge deal. So regardless of whether or not you're having doubts, it's kind of, that ship has fucking sailed. Like regardless of what the Rams think about Jared Goff, he's going to be the quarterback until the, the number is at a point to which they can either cut him or trade him. And so I just don't know. Uh, I, I I think the Philadelphia situation is starting to become a bit of a non-story because it's just going to be Wentz. And that's just, they're just going to run it back and they'll make changes at every other point part of the organization to try to make it work around him before they remove him, whether that's right or wrong. That's what the financial situation is going to dictate. I think so. Um, it's, it's, uh, I don't, I don't know what, what you do if you're a Philly fan, like if you're a Philly fan, maybe you want hurts to be the, in that, maybe that'd be disappointing to have him in a trade, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. And the thing is, is they're going to probably stink next year again. So like, yeah. I don't know what's going to change. I, mean, I, I would be sitting all, here having the same conversation in ten months. I'd just spend go spend all your picks on on offensive linemen. Yeah. Just really beefcake that offensive line. Spend a first and second rounder on two offensive linemen, and and really really figure it out and make that work. I mean, decent but, defensive side. The ball has shown has shown uh, flashes of greatness in the past couple of weeks after not being that great all year long. And they've been it, like I said before, earlier on the season. They've been in ball games. They just can't close out, and once oh, they yeah. get down, they can't come back. So, it, it to me, it, it it looks like a simple fix on the outside. You have a bunch of guys that have some talent. They just can't figure out how to put it all together. And to me, again, it starts that offensive line and whatever questionable moves you made in the draft this past year, drafting Jalen Hurts and Jalen Rager. You go in and you you use what you should have done, and you do it this year with the offensive line, and then maybe even you can trade Jalen Hurts for a first round pick or. Or you know at least some some high up draft picks in the second or third round, and you, there's some additional pieces then that you can use to beef up the defense or the offensive line again. Because I mean you got two tight ends and, and a group of wide receivers now that are are committed. And like I said, maybe Alshon Jeffrey's out, but you got Jalen Rager in, who's a good wide receiver, first round pick. You got the pieces to do it. You just need to be smarter in your drafting. And, and had they done that this year, they probably would have won the division. This could be a spot if they wanted to for a team like the Jets or the Jags, you trade your second round pick that's going to be, you know, two, three in the second round. So the Eagles get their value back for that pick and you trade for Hertz. If you think he's better than Justin Fields or Darnold or whoever the Jags can take. Personally. And again, it depends on your philosophy, how you want to run the offense, whatever. I don't see how, adding Jalen Hurts to a team makes that team worse. I think at this point, like from what I've seen uh, of him in the NFL so far, you can't tell me that he has any less arm talent than Lamar Jackson does. I mean, is he as good as Lamar Jackson? No, not by a long shot. He doesn't have the the, the running ability. But uh, I think that he absolutely adds to the roster. So yeah, exactly. If you're a team like... Uh, like the like the Jets or the Jags. Now those teams are drafting like one two, so maybe that's not the best example. But that's if you're I said, a team like, like say second round pick, well, second round pick, right? Yeah. But it, but if you're a team like say the Steelers or a team like maybe the Vikings, one I think make a change at quarterback uh, once they can get out from under the the Cousins extension, or the Lions or the 49ers, like some some of these teams that are more middle of the pack that aren't going to have the the draft capital to go up and get one of those guys like Fields, uh, I think that absolutely makes a ton of sense. I think that's a great point, Tali. I, I also think too. You're thinking, 
what you, you're looking at what's in the draft versus what you've seen already out of Hurts and what maybe you thought of had him graded coming out. And this is why uh, this question comes up a lot around draft time. Every team evaluates quarterbacks, even if they're not going to pick them. Like the, the even teams that had like the Green Bay Packers evaluated Jalen Hurts be, for situations like this because you never know when you're going to have a chance to acquire that player or how the future is going to play out. So, it, it, at least in my estimation of what I've seen so far and what I've watched of the college guys, I'd take Jalen Hurts over Justin Fields. I think now that could end up becoming some some uh, cannon fodder for somebody to play in about a year or two if he's if he's awesome. But like. I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel like it's a more proven commodity. It's a safer pick. The guy's a freaking leader. I feel like you know what you're getting. It's it's cost-effective. It's cost-controlled, especially if you're a, a franchise that struggles to get top-end talent in there. Boy, pull the trigger on that. So I, I think that's yeah. that's interesting to watch this offseason. It, it just comes down to what's what is Jalen Hurts' trade value. If you're a team that can get Jalen Hurts for a second-round pick, you absolutely do it because every year in the draft, the guys that are the first rounders, the Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, are the guys that have that carry all the value. But you made a great point. Jalen Hurts has a year under his belt. He has NFL experience, five, six games in the pocket against some good teams. I mean, you know, th- it's not the it, to me. You're you might even be getting a better value than than drafting for Trevor Lawrence. Certainly, that could that not, might not be the case over time. You know, oh yeah, value wise, yeah, that's inarguable. Like, like, Trevor Trevor Lawrence might be the better long-term quarterback over the next 10 to 15 years, whatever it might be. But if you're looking at a guy who has draft experience or uh, NFL experience and you can, and it's cost effective and it can help you win more than going, trying to trade all the way up for Trevor Lawrence. Like, yeah, it, it seems like a great, great situation for the teams that are trading for him and for the Eagles, because it seems like it's a situation where everybody can win. You know, the Carson Wentz, contract situation is the only thing holding him back from being traded away and traded to another team uh and so to me it's a great situation for the eagles and it's a great situation for whatever team gets that quarterback yeah yeah totally agree um yeah and i think it'll be interesting to see what the eagles value him at like are you cool with a team like the steelers that may let's say they finish 11 and 5 12 and 4 they're gonna be drafting like 26th are you cool with that second round pick, which is basically a third? Are you going to make them give up their first? I think a lot of that would d- determine what a deal would be, too. I think the Steelers actually are kind of an intriguing landing spot for him. That or you flip somebody. You throw in a Duck Hodges or a Mason Rudolph with a third round or fourth round pick. Some, yeah. You know, you work out a deal yeah, that way. Yeah, like a second or third round or plus a player. Yeah, that's 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 something. Because you if you're getting do. Jalen Hurts, you don't need Duck Hodges, Ben Roethlisberger, and Mason Rudolph. You can expend right. one of those guys. Yeah, if, I mean, if Jalen Hurts were to go to the Steelers, that basically just becomes the Arizona Cardinals, but a little bit better. Like <laughs> it's it's you know, and maybe you know, D Hop and Fitz are probably not as comparable to Claypool and Juju. Those two guys are probably bet better. But like young wide receiver like Claypool, who has the potential to be a D Hop down the line. Mm-hmm. And then you throw in uh, you throw in Jalen with them with that defense, a healthy mm-hmm. defense. I mean, whoa, look out! Yeah, and, and I do think it's a little tricky because like your coaching staff has to have a pretty open mind to have a quarterback like Jalen Hurts because you're going to have to be creative. It's not going to be some drop back shotgun offense like you're running in Pittsburgh right now. So it, it is that could get tricky, and I think that maybe makes a deal. Maybe I'd put it at less than fifty percent, certainly, but. Uh, it's very interesting. Like in terms of all the quarterback, we've discussed all the movement and as the weeks have gone on and I've looked at, I've had more of a chance to look at some of the numbers. Like I don't kind of, I kind of don't really see where there's a 
place to trade Matt Stafford this offseason. I don't really see the Niners being able to get rid of Jimmy. I don't definitely don't see the Eagles being able to get rid of Carson. Like I think we have all these guys that could get moved. But in reality, I don't think there's going to be much movement. Like I think Jalen Hurts, uh, all those guys, probably the most likely to get traded. Yeah. And then I think Derek Carr is definitely probably getting moved. I don't know if we – did we get a chance to talk about that on Sunday? I can't remember if we did or not. Mm-hmm. The He left the game uh, with injury, and Marcus Mariota comes in. We t- we did talk about this because Nick Tyler brought up the con- yeah. contract situation. But uh, – yeah, it's just it's interesting. It'll be really cool to cover this offseason with all the quarterbacks and and what kind of stays the same and maybe maybe what changes are made. So um, I want to talk about the playoff picture a little bit before we go to picks, and then we'll we'll get everybody out of here. Uh, in the NFC, Tally, do you have the scenarios? I think the NFC is basically locked up. It's just seeding at this point. Um, the Packers have to win one of their next two. I know to lock up the uh, East, although. And here's one thing I don't know, Nick, is the Seahawks are now threatening for that one spot too because they're they're a game behind Green Bay as mm-hmm. well. They have not played head-to-head. So I don't know what the tiebreaker is after that with tied record and head-to-head. I think it goes to divisional record or conference record. Uh, the, okay, I have so hold, The Packers hold both, actually. So the Packers have tiebreaker over the Seahawks. They need to win one of two. So the Packers need a win and a Seattle loss or tie. Or a whole bunch of stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. The Rams can clinch a berth with a win, or Chicago loss, or Arizona win. Arizona can clinch a playoff berth with a win and Chicago loss, or a tie in Chicago loss. Yeah, yeah. See, like that's all. That's ba- left. Basically, basically in the NFC, it's set because you have the four division winners. I don't know. Can anybody threaten the football team? Really, like with the football team's strength of schedule, I'm pretty sure they're getting in. At seven and nine, likely, uh, because the Giants have floundered, and then you have the Bears at seven seven. But the Bears have Packers week seventeen, and uh, they have the Jags here. So I think they probably finish what they did in in twenty nineteen at eight and eight again. And so then you got the Rams, Bucks, and Cards as the wild cards, and the Packers hold head to head over the Saints. They they have not played the Seahawks, but. The Packers have a four and one division record to the Seahawks two and two division record, and they have a nine and two conference record to the Seahawks seven and three conference record. So basically, I think as long as the Packers beat either Tennessee or Chicago in week 16 or 17, they're going to lock up home field in the NFC. Uh, I haven't taken a look at the the Seahawks remaining schedule if it's going to be a cakewalk for them to go win out, but I do believe they have the Rams this weekend, so that that could be a pretty big game, it's, especially in terms of the division because that division's still up for grabs, right? Nine and five and ten and four, so uh, that division's still uh, definitely up for grabs. And then in the AFC, I, you've had you have the Chiefs running away from everybody; they're going to be the one seed. They're up. Uh, two games on Buffalo, who's got to be just cursing themselves at the change playoff format this year, because they're clearly they're going to finish as the clear two. It's 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 there's a, a lot of distance between one and two, and then there's a lot of distance between two and the rest of the field because you got the Steelers at the three seed, Titans at the four seed. I think those that could flip before Week 17 said and done. And then what gets really interesting is the wild card race in the AFC. Because you have four teams for three spots. You got the Browns, Colts, Dolphins, and Ravens. Ravens, I think, are probably going to get in because I don't know if you've looked at the remaining schedule, but it's versus the Giants, then at the Bengals. Whereas the Dolphins' remaining schedule is a lot tougher. They go at the Raiders, then at the Bills. 
So neither of those are, are sure things. And then the Colts have the Steelers this weekend. And I think the Browns, I think the Browns are going to get in. I mean, I don't want to, I want to curse Cleveland nation, but I think at home versus the Steelers, they should get in. There is a chance that they could go be 11 and five and miss the playoffs. I heard that on pardon my take. (laughs) Oh no. And then you could have a division winner in the NFC East that isn't even 500. (laughs) (laughs) That would just, that had, that would just hurt their, I'd I'd feel bad for Cleveland. I mean, as a a hater of the state of Ohio, even I would have sympathy for the city of Cleveland. And I actually like, I like the Browns. I do. Like even when they had, remember when they had Johnny Manziel and Isaiah Crowell and uh, Mike Patton was the head coach. Josh, Josh Cribs. And yeah, they had Josh Cribs. I think they had Josh Gordon still, maybe. Uh, but they had some interesting guys. They had some studs on defense. That was Joe Hayden was on that defense, and they went they went seven and nine or nine and seven that year, and it was like the best record they had finished with in a really long time. And then everybody started. Johnny gets in trouble with the law, and then everything unraveled on them. But I actually, like, I liked that Browns team. When the Browns are frisky, man, they are fun. And it feels like Baker's really turned a corner, too. So uh, interested to see how that plays out. I feel like he, he is just one of those polarizing guys where no matter what he does, there are going to be people that say he sucks on a given week and people that say he's awesome. Uh, but how, what do you guys think of the AFC playoff picture? Nick, do you think that uh, the Ravens are going to sneak in? Wh- who of those four wildcard teams do you think are going to get snubbed? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Tennessee, depending on how they finish out, has a chance to get snubbed. Indianapolis has a chance to to get snubbed. Who, who is the who's going to win that division? Is it going to be Tennessee or Indy? I think Tennessee is going to win. They're uh, tied at ten and four though with the Colts, and they do have to go on the road to play Green Bay before finishing on the road with the Texans. I mean, one of those guys could could miss the Ravens. I mean, they're coming on hot now. They could miss. Uh, it, it's really going to be exciting. I, I don't have a, a really good answer on on who's gonna who's gonna get bounced right from the playoffs because it is so close, one and two games, uh, with some ties in there uh, and a couple games, couple weeks left. So I would need to look at the the strength of schedules of the of those remaining teams to really kind of determine who's gonna be who's gonna be left out of the of the AFC playoff picture. If I had to bet. And Tali, tell me if you agree with this based on the schedules you've seen. I think the Colts will get in because the Steelers are in shambles right now, and then they finish up with the Jags at home. So they should, at worst, finish 11-5. and five. I think that the Titans will get in because I actually kind of like them. That That's the worst matchup in the NFL for Green Bay is the, is the Tennessee Titans. And then they finish up with the Texans. So again, at worst, they should be 11-5. and five. Uh, the Ravens, I think they're out right now, technically, but I think they're practically a lock to get in uh, and finish at 11 and five, uh, winning their two games. And then you have the Browns, who I think we already talked about them at Jets, then at home for Steelers. I think they probably split those in all likelihood and go 11 and five. But the Dolphins here, who already have five uh, losses, I think are almost certainly finishing 10 and six, possibly even nine and seven. I am not writing a win in the column uh, for for Miami, taking on the Raiders on the road with a new quarterback in Marcus Mariota that I think can potentially rejuvenate that offense. It'll be prime time at 7 o'clock on Saturday. That I, might I be Derek Carr. It. it could be Derek, Derek Carr. 
Derek Carr split snaps at practice. So. Okay. So, well, it sounds like he's probably going to play then. But re- regardless, I don't think – like, I know we we kind of talk trash about on the Raiders, and I, I definitely do as a non-playoff team. But I think they're frisky enough to to at least make life hard on the Dolphins. And and in regardless of if they win that Raiders game, you got to think they are going to need to be at 11-5 and five to make the postseason. I don't think 10-6 is going to cut it. They're going to have to play the Bills week 17. And then it becomes a question of do the Bills rest players? Yeah, I, that's my thing is I don't know how much the Bills are going to try. I mean, if they lock up that number two seed this weekend, then, yeah. I, I mean, we'll see what they do. You sh- you don't know. That's what makes it hard to kind of predict. It could be crazy happen. down the stretch, and that's why week 16 is going to be going to be so exciting, guys. Watch those four AFC uh, wildcard teams and watch the Titans, too. I guess you could lump them in because they haven't clinched, although if the Titans somehow were the team that missed out out of all of them, God, I'd be shocked. But they have uh, the tiebreaker over the Colts, so they, they I do. would think that they're going to make it. Yes, and I, I kind of think they're going to put it. I, I think the Packers could win that game. I think it's going to be, it's got to be one of the best, one of the best games of the weekend. For I do. Sure, since but. we talked about Baker and Jalen, I do have a fantasy football question here. Yeah. Hey, I did. by the way, did everybody make their championship? Nick, did, are you moving on? <laughs> oh, you no. lost. Kamara scored for us though. Dude, it was close. I lost by twenty three, but it was just a big week from from the other side. He had uh he had Herbert, he had Lamar Jackson, Ooh. both had really big weeks for him. Ooh. Um couple of his running backs did very That's well. Yeah, it was, it was it was the deep the deep uh dynasty or the franchise league. That uh, is heartbreaking. Uh, I thought I was done. Yeah, we, when, we drafted uh, we we drafted very well this year. Next year will be the year though. Next year. Yeah. Year. There you go. Well, we're, didn't you win last year? No, I haven't won. I won two years ago. Kamara Jersey. Yep, Kamara's right. here. Yeah, I thought I was done after Saturday night. I had Tanyan and Adams go, and they combined for like 16, 17 points. I was like, eh, not great. Because Devontae's <laughs> dropping like 25 a week for me. So, but um, they picked up the slack. Patty ended up with 25, Kamara 16. I had J.K. Dobbins. Oh, Calvin Ridley's who won my week. 27 yeah. points. I won by five because the Cleveland defense didn't do anything against the Giants. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so my question is, who do I start at quarterback in the championship round? I have Russell Wilson, who's going against the Rams, Baker, and Jalen Hurts. Who's Baker you, playing? I think you got to, like, I always, like, go with the guy that got you there. Who got you there? Russell. Russell right? Wilson. Did. You got to so, go with up against one of the best defenses, and they do always say you'll play the matchups, but it's like, are you going to be able to live with yourself if you put in Hertz or if you put in Baker and he lays the dud and then Russ drops 30 on your bench? Russ hasn't dropped 30 in eight weeks. So Baker Mayfield is facing the Jets and Hertz is going against Dallas. Oh, I kind of like Baker. I do too. Baker's going against who? He's going against the Jets. He also he's so. been the third highest scoring quarterback over the past four weeks. I would not huh. do Jalen. I would. You would not do Jalen. The the floor though of Jalen's rushing that, ability. That's the thing. He's the hard part with that Dallas matchup is Dallas gives up like two hundred rushing yards a game, and they gave up a hundred something to Lamar. Jalen had scored thirty seven fantasy points last week, and eighteen. Art. Flip a coin. Just flip a coin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? I actually probably would start Jalen. I know that's crazy, but no, it's not. Div- this is my dilemmas. Who do you hit? I think I would probably start Jalen, and, and, and I'll tell you why. I wouldn't 
play Baker because I think you're running into the same problem you're running with Russ. The, those offenses get in these weird moods where they're just going to pound it. I think especially in Cleveland's case, they're going to say, oh, well, we're just going to run Chubb and Hunt a million times against the Jets and win 24-3. to And I think in Seattle's case, you're worried about the offense has not been in sync and they're going up against the Rams defense. That's really, I mean, one of the best in the NFC. So with Jalen, you're going up against a terrible Dallas defense, a a team that's played much better to their credit, right? Still coordinated by Mike Nolan. Let's let let us not forget. Uh, It's, it's coordinated by Mike Nolan and the Eagles offense. And Jalen hasn't had a bad fancy week since he, uh, since he became the starter. So I feel, I feel like you got to like the, I feel like he's at least going to get you like 12 to 15 just because of the rushing ability. And Russell only got like seven points against the Rams when they played like four weeks ago or whatever it was. Yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this. I don't think you can start Russ. I don't think you can. That's why it. I, think I, I picked up both Jaylen. Baker and Jalen this week. Cause I was like, I'm going to put up a waiver uh, claim for both and see what happens. Yeah. I already have my lineup set for my championship. It is going to be a tough one. I'm going up against Colby, actually. Listener Colby, if he's if he's listening to this, shout out. I think we clearly have the two best teams in the league. I'll I'll tell you his team, and I know probably nobody gives a shit, but his nobody team's has. loaded. <laughs> yeah, Josh Allen, Derrick Henry, Kareem Hunt, DeAndre Hopkins, Justin Jefferson, Travis Kelsey, Tyler oh. Lockett. So oh, sorry, but about half of my lineup is also his lineup, so yeah. I might have to go with him there. Yeah, Wait, and I got I got Patty Kamara, Dobbins, Keenan Allen, Devontae, Tunyon. Uh, Ridley. So that's that's it, we're we're be a good one. It'll be crazy. He he has scored like 150 points the last like three or four weeks. It's been pretty insane. So uh, let, let's uh, let's do the picks though. We're gonna pick a uh, Saturday night. No Thursday night game this week. Um, so we got Friday. Yeah, we got Friday. Uh, which and we got a. We, it's weird that they're playing that on Christmas Day. Nick, do you know why they're doing that? Are they just trying? To go head to head against the NBA, like what's the reasoning for that? I don't think there is any. They just I wanted to get a game on just, Christmas. It was just yeah to do that, but also I don't think the NBA has their full slate this year because they just started what day or right? two ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, alrighty, our first game on Christmas Day at three thirty in the afternoon. You got the six and eight Vikings headed to Nolens, uh, Norlands right now. Do you guys know what the spread is on that nine nine and a half? Seven? Oh, seven, seven and a half last time I checked. Seven and a half. Seven. It's down to seven. Down, down to seven. seven. So wh- what do you guys think about in that game? Vikings give the Saints a lot of trouble historically. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to stick with the Saints. And this one got Drew Brees back. And um, they were able to they were able to finish the job last week. So, again, with, with Drew Brees back, they are – a much better football team than they are with Taysom Hill at their quarterback position. And the Vikings are just too inconsistent in my book to come in and, and uh, be able to win this game on the road in the, uh, in the Superdome. The saints are, have a, have a really good defense. And I think they can certainly hold in check that run game. That's really been the Vikings go to uh, so far this season. That really helps them open up that long passing game to Jeff, Justin Jefferson. But if they can shut down that run game, uh, they can, they can, win this game by by seven yeah i'm with you nick um i i'm gonna go ahead and take the saints eat the seven points uh that vikings offense when they can get dalvin rolling downhill and they can open things up for kirk and justin jefferson and adam thielen they're a different team and it's a different ball game but i think the saints are pretty well equipped in the front seven to handle dalvin cook in the run game and he's so good he's still gonna probably rush for 70 yards 
but it's a lot different than him running for six, seven yards a pop. So I'm going to take the Saints minus the seven. I like the Drews back in there. Don't think I would have laid the seven with Taysom, but give me the Saints. So just so that the great listeners of ours know, TJ is taking New Orleans, and Big Web is going on the island with the Vikings. Yeah, there you go. I think he would love. Nice. I mean, if, if the Saints can cover the spread against the Chiefs, then then we're. I guess there's actually a push last week. If it was, if it was, mm-hmm. two, it was Chiefs minus three. So I said they took care of business. They didn't really take care of business. The Chiefs. There was a push. There was a tie. So let's move on to Saturday. We got three more games on Saturday. It is going to be a football Christmas, boys. At noon, standalone. They're all standalone games on Saturday, which I also love. It's kind of like a repeat of Thanksgiving, a little bit. But I don't uh, love that the second game is only on Prime Video. I have Prime, oh, so not an issue. Yeah. But uh, I don't have NFL Network, which is a bummer. But hey, I'm in Bloomington. And my parents do. I just realized that. <laughs> Suck it, NFL. The Tampa Bay Bucks are on the road taking on the Detroit Lions. Who I should have mentioned this at the top of the broadcast. Did I? I don't know if I mentioned it off air or on. I'm wearing the Lions oh, gear. Yeah. Lost a bet uh, with my mom. I, I said that the Packers were going to cover 10 points when they played the Lions. They did not. So here's my Lions gear. Here's my hat, my sweatshirt. And the Lions are nine and a half point home dogs to the freaking Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, Nick, what do you got? Nine and a half. That's the updated line. I'm going to take the home dog here. Nine and a half. Again, this is one where I'm betting the number, not so much the team. The Bucks haven't really been able to stay consistent so far this year. They did not cover last week against Atlanta. I had Atlanta as a as a home dog last week, and I think it was four and a half, I believe, four, four and a half, something like that. Atlanta was able to cover that at home. I think the Lions can do that. Nine and a half is just too big of a number for me. Yeah, this is a really, really tough game, I think. Um, I think I got to go with the the Lions. I got I to rep. Uh, I don't know if it's like the, the material <laughs> is seeping into my bloodstream and Probably. forcing me to pick uh, – Pick the pick the Detroit Lions, but I just can't eat the nine and a half. The Bucks, like they're just such a weird team. I mean, if if there was like a a Dundee for weirdest football team of the year, I would have to go to the Bucks because that fo- football roster is just it's such an adventure watching them every week. Like you don't know what's going to happen because they have so many different moving parts. I just can't lay more than a touchdown, almost ten points. I- I'll go ahead and take the Lions and just root for a close game. So Big Web and TJ also took Detroit clean sweep on the Lions. So All everyone right, so go take the, Bucks. <laughs> take the Bucks. Take yeah. the Bucks. <laughs> so at 3.30, we got the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Got to admit, not super intrigued to watch this one. But the Cardinals are minus five points is what I got here on mm-hmm. uh, on the app. That's my updated line. So uh, Nick, y'all, what do you think? You going first go or are you going with uh, the Cardinals? Well, this, this spread doesn't center around a key number, the three or the seven. Uh, so I'm going with the Cardinals. And this one at home, both teams are, have been playing down there in Arizona. 49ers signing Josh Rosen to play quarterback this week. Nick Mullins not. Is he starting? There. Did they announce that? I don't know if he's starting or breath. I don't think he can with the COVID protocol. Yeah, I don't think he can play this week. So is Beat Hard the, the starting QB down there then? Yeah. Brother, wow. put some respect as brother's country music star. Come on. CJ beat hard. I always call CJ him beat hard. <laughs> CJ beat hard is starting quarterback there for the Niners. Uh, even with some of their other 
other pieces healthy, I still think the Cardinals can cover this spread. They've been able to – Cardinals have been a little bit inconsistent when trying to cover the spread this year, but uh, I, I don't see this just being a field goal game. I see it being more than a touchdown or right around a touchdown. This is a, a spread, like you said, Nick, doesn't center around a field goal or a touchdown, so you cannot bet this game confidently, I don't think, unless you're like, oh, I like the Cardinals minus 14. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Cardinals minus the five, but I don't feel good about it. Cardinals super inconsistent, but the 49ers are just so depleted. I don't know how you could take them. I just don't know how you take them against many football teams right now. I think I actually got this, uh, carry the one. I got this at three and a half. So early in the you week, got a three and a half. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Nice. So again, it, it was, I, I got this in a parlay with the next game that we're going to talk about too. So. So TJ and Big Web also took Arizona, another clean sweep. So everyone go hammer San Fran. Hammer San Fran. Also, I believe, does that make TJ and Big Web, they've been pick for pick for pick so far? Except for Minnesota and New Orleans. You, 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 me, and TJ are all pick for pick for pick. I gotcha. So our final game of on Saturday in which Nick uh, mentioned his little parlay, we got the Miami Dolphins traveling to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. We we pre, we kind of talked about this a little bit when we were talking about the playoff seating. The Las Vegas Raiders, according to my charts here, are plus three updated line against the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, this home dog I do not like. I actually got this at minus two and a half in favor of the Dolphins. And so, yeah, Tua going up against – uh, a Mariota or a Derek Carr, either way, give me the Dolphins in this one. Uh, I don't know, is, is Henry Rugg still still COVID, uh, COVID protocol? Not sure. Yeah, no couldn't tell you. He, he may, or may, not, may or may not play in this game. I just I, I went against the Dolphins. I actually hedged because I bet on the Dolphins last week uh, with my bets. But then on the show, I flipped and went with the Patriots because it's just a half point. It was an island. It was. A, it seemed like a good spot for me to to potentially get some action and maybe be able to middle the game. And I I almost did it. I almost did it. wasn't uh, wasn't too too upset with losing out on that game last week. But just with the Dolphins defense and with Tua out there, uh, playoffs are, are coming up and they need to win this game. So that's why I like the Dolphins. Yeah, you know, I, I had mentioned that it's not a lock that the Dolphins are going to win this game earlier on in the show, but I think I still have to roll with them because they have to win this weekend just to make Week 17 a possibility uh, against the Bills. So that and the fact that Derek Carr is actually probably likely going to start this game, I actually kind of would like the Raiders a little bit more if they had that Marcus Mar- Mariota bump uh, at the starting quarterback position. But I'll lay the three. It's just three points so we can push here on a field goal. Dolphins got to get a win. I'm going to go with one of the best defenses in the NFL. I'm going to go with the efficient quarterback, the guy that doesn't make mistakes versus the, I think, poorly coached uh, Vegas Raiders. I, is that a controversial statement at this point? No, I mean, I that team agree. is a bit of a joke show. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the Dolphins. Big Webb and TJ also took the Dolphins, so this was the most boring pick segment of all time. Uh, Everyone go take the Raiders. A lot of controversy on the picks. Three freaking hey, clean sweeps, and, I, I, and then Big Webb on a freaking island with, what, the Vikings? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I also sprinkled um, – I had the, the Cardinals-Dolphins in a three-way parlay there coming up this weekend with the a Sunday matchup, Chargers-Broncos under 50. So – I, I'm I'm feeling feeling okay about this about this bet. So last week on Saturday, Nick and Big Web both went two and zero. Nick and Zuki or 
TJ and Zook both split, went one and one. So if Big Webb can pull this off and get that Minnesota win, then he might uh, get excused from a punishment during playoffs. <laughs> Wait, yeah, why is like that? that? Oh, we're gonna do we're gonna do a yeah, punishment for as, as a reward, you know, to for everyone Season picking giving, well during these Saturday <laughs> Friday games. We said uh-huh. you could, you know, not get, have get punishment for giveness. Is this the last weekend yeah. we're doing it though, or are we doing it week seventeen too? Wait, so what do I? Week do seventeen, I to... everything's on Sunday. Oh, so that's have... right. So what do I have to do? I just have to have the best record to get punishment for give. Yes. So it's basically going to come down to that New Orleans Minnesota game. Mm. Wait. So do I oh. have a ch- have a chance to get forgive? No. No, because you picked everything the same as Nick. <laughs> oh. Near game behind you and TJ both. Lots annoying. Oh. Oh. So wait, is this combined with? Yeah. Which com- this this is combined with previous week's games? Yes. Yeah. And I'm two and zero. Oh. Yeah. All right. I don't know. He that. has there no idea go. what's going on. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I actually, if I do end up missing by one game or like at the half game or whatever, I'm going to uh, be angry about the uh, the Chiefs minus three versus <laughs> minus two and a half. Cause remember when you said we're picking it at two and a half and then you put your foot down on it because TJ's like, well, the spread changed. Well, that was that Sunday. was different. That was oh, during Sunday the channel show. stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. That was pretty. Oh, that, that did. That was that was indicative though. That was yeah, indicative. I think all, everyone we all got charged with a push on I, that. I think everybody had a pretty good Sunday last week. I mean, I think we all won I, money, I, right? I went. I went. Two, I went two, four, and one, but I won money. I won my five team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You probably, you yeah. won. I won big on Sunday. I'm like big my two locks of the century were the Chiefs against the Saints, and that was a lock and then my other lock was the dolphins at the pats and that hit too although i will say bill good old hoodie gave me a scare they're up 6-0 at the half dude i almost middle i almost middled that game i was like because i had miami plus four and so i was like oh if we can just get new england to win what by one two or three three. we had we had had them both because i had i had teased that one uh, like seven points i think and didn't end up matter Oh yeah. no! I think it did. I think it did matter. I think I think it did matter later on. So we gotta uh, we gotta keep it rolling, boys. We gotta keep it rolling into Sunday. Um, I'll see everybody for the Sunday show. Nick, you got anything you want to plug? Book it one more, one more time. Yeah, just go download the Book It Sports app on uh, the Apple App Store, Google Play. Got a new update coming out. I think either today or tomorrow. So definitely go do that. But I gotta run because I gotta eat dinner. All righty. Sounds good. Uh, we want to give a shout out to our other sponsors, Kay Roberts from Remax Gold and Sarah Barron from Family Finance Mortgage. Tali is a dude and just put all of it up there for me so I don't forget. And we don't want to forget about our friends at Aces Wild who sponsor our Ace of the Week. Nick is gone. Don't really blame him. Tali, I think that's going to do it for us, buddy. We'll see you guys on Sunday. See ya.